0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Graham and welcome to another episode of the Rit on Rose podcast. I'm joined on this Saturday evening by my co-host Jace. How are you doing on this
1: fine Saturday evening? Oh, too, not too bad. Wacka, wacka, eh, eh, mate. Um, it was an awful game, but um <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm go- I'm good. Uh, as you may have noticed, my camera is in a different thing. My camera's decided not to work, so that's why. Uh, and annoyingly, slightly later, wanted to be a live one, but uh, there we go. Um, I have had I had a really good Saturday, unbelievable Saturday. Ended up going to Richmond. Not been to Richmond yet, so I went to the pub where Ted Lasso
1: uh, goes of.
0: and and, it, and inhabits. That was that was cool. And Richmond's really nice. Never been there before. And then I saw uh, a musical in the afternoon. Very cultured, you know. I just. Getting about, it was lovely. What did you do with your Saturday?
1: Uh, I, I went for a run, watched the Grand Prix qualifying, watched the Arsenal, almost fell asleep after dinner. <laughs> You're not falling asleep <laughs> in Arsenal games again, you, you might have been this one,
0: it would have been oh, close, mate. Yes, <laughs> I'm,
1: gonna, I'm gonna keep zip, I'm gonna keep zip. Yeah, uh, right, you um, keep zip. We won, we won. All right. All right,
0: let's. Uh, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Kai Havertz, of course. We're going to talk about Aaron Ramsdale. We're going to talk about lots of different players, lots of different things. It wasn't a super exciting game, but Arsenal won one 0 at the GTEC Community Stadium against Brentford. So let's get that music on, and then we'll get straight into it.
1: Saka, Saka, that is a door! This, this is my club. I fucking love this a Goal! Gabriel
0: is Right, we're going to kick off the show. Actually, I was just thinking as that music was playing. It sounds like we're going to be really, really negative. Arsenal FC at top of the Premier League. <laughs> but we're going to start. Probably would not some great, I don't know. Let's see. I'm gonna go it wrong review. Well, it's yours, Jason. The floor is yours. Go on, give it to us.
1: Well, you think I'm gonna moan? I'm, 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 look, the performance was dire. Um Brentford, low block, controlled parts of the game. It was boring. But the other other end of it, the positive note is there's results like that that are gonna win us the league. Um, you know. I could win us that, the league, This. I'm gonna win this league, Come on, come on. Let's have a little bit more. Come on. We said we need PMA, to be positive. Positive
0: mental attitude. Let's do
1: it. So I, I think you know we grind we grinded out a win in a place that's difficult to go. As we know, um, could you know they, they, Brentford can be a bogey team for us at times. Um, other top sides in the Premier League have struggled there. It's not just us. It's not an Arsenal specific thing. And we grinded out a win against a team that just wanted to play a low block and 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 shut the game down to an extent and get us on the counter. Um on the other hand, it's a good job they don't make end of season DVDs anymore because I used to love one when we won the league or won an FA Cup. Always used to buy the video, the VHS, or the DVD. I don't want to buy this one. This <laughs> this just been boring. It's gonna be like one nil wins and two one wins to scrape the title. But it's fine. We're going to win the league. We're going to. <laughs> we that you're That's showing it, really. your age
0: a little bit. VHS is, Jace. You're showing your age. Maybe if you said Betamax, it might have been worse.
1: I had uh, that. do you know uh, 1998 VHS end of season review DVD? Do you know what it was called? Go on. Double Bypass. Because <laughs> <laughs> we. Because we basically missed out on the double, we won the double the season before. Because you not and, and that's what they call it a double bypass. You
0: might, you might have had a bit of a double bypass in that season with the, the palpitations,
1: probably not this season. Yeah, no, no, it's just, no. I'm not even stressed about it. I'm not even stressed about it. Um, like, let me ask you a question Were you, were you like, you, you know, when we, watched, we said we were watching that Champions League game? the one when we lost 2-1 at lands and we were like uh, it didn't feel we didn't feel yeah. any great that straight for back a little bit yeah that's how i felt today as well like and there's certain games at the moment where i'm just i can't i'm not i'm not I don't in it. no
0: i get you I, but i do think you wouldn't have felt that way if we'd not have won this game if we'd have drawn or lost this game i think you would have been angrier that we we but anyway, let me let me move into. Yeah, market, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of done the same route, I suppose. It's like we we're not playing the gun ho, swashbuckling football that we played last season. And I agree with you; it is a bit drab at times. Um, we did say on a previous pod, it feels like it's been a while since we discussed this. But you know, if we if we win the league, why would you give a shit? In reality, I know that you're saying it's probably not as exciting. You're not as invested. Um, we talked about the crowds and all of that kind of stuff as well, that maybe not being as engaged. So you, there, there is certainly something there. Um, but it's early. It's early days in this season still. And we're still, like, we're top of the league, Jace. If you would have asked us at this stage of the season, would we be top of the league, you probably wouldn't have said yes and you would have snapped someone's hand off. So, you know, you've got to look at the the positives. I agree that the performance necessarily wasn't there. But I would say that the the one thing that we are we are exceptionally good at is starving teams of anything. This year our defense is incredibly solid. There was a heat map that I saw earlier on in the week that basically showed where teams come out against us. And it's like there's nothing. There's literally nothing. Just teams can't get in against us. And when they do, I mean we'll we'll talk about a guy later on. That they'd let them in a couple of times and, and got rescued by a defence that saved a lot <laughs> off the line. So you mind. know, yeah, yeah, just a bit. Um, you know, we are where we are, and so you got to be. You got to be looking at that. how many games have we been in now. Thirteen games was that? Yeah, thirteen games. Top the league, Man City, Liverpool. I was like, get a draw, please, be a draw. Got a draw, loved it. I couldn't have asked for anything better, really. So positive, Chase. Positive.
1: I'm happy. It mean, <laughs> doesn't sound happy. Got sound the game was boring as anything, but I'm happy. I, you know, oh. I, was, oh. I just I just won't buy the DVD. That's all.
0: No, don't buy it. Right, we're going to go into the third segment. I think this is all about you. This is all about all out attack. If you went back a couple of weeks, we actually had Jace who played a Sunday league game and he scored five goals and he had a massively, obviously, attacking game. We went all attack with this game. Uh, we played Leo at the left eight. We played the front three that probably everyone's been asking for for a while, but I suppose maybe it wasn't quite what we expected.
1: Would you agree? My note was uh, all-out attack. That did fuck all. (laughs) Just, (laughs) just (laughs) we had nothing. I, I, where do I start? We had this problem. I say it's a problem, and maybe it's not a problem anymore. But um, the low block, obviously, any time a team plays a blo a low block, we know what kind of performance you're going to get from Arsenal, um, and we know that it's going to be a boring game. You're going to feel quite placid about the performance. It's either going to be just frustrating because you might lose it, or you get a you get a draw. Today we got a win and I think that that's the one improvement this season is that we're trying, we're seeming to get stuff which is quite difficult over the line because pretty much most teams have cottoned on that they need to play a low block against Arsenal and so they do. Um, and the teams that do, it's always a hard game. doesn't matter who it is really in the Premier League unless it's like a Sheffield United or a Luton or someone lower down the division. Like any mid-table to, you know, Any decent mid-table team and and, and above, they play a low block. It's just a really challenging, difficult, boring game because it's about finding the right pass, the right ball and having you're not going to get many opportunities. You're just working the ball from side to side of the pitch and trying to find that that, that gap, that bit of magic, that one spark. And then when you get that opportunity, you've got to be clinical. And to be fair, we we did that today, and um, we'll, we'll talk about habits in a minute. Um, but yeah, they're doubling up on Martinelli and Saka, so your 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 pace and your creativity, we didn't have hardly any anything really. I don't remember like where we were counter attacking or really having Saka or Martinelli with a chance to actually run at them one on one. So that kind of you know when we don't have a gate, when we can't play like that, we. We we do. It appears that we struggle, but I don't think we do struggle. I think we just bide our time. I think that's how Arteta's ingrained it in the team. Um, we left
0: it. Very, we very really left left it very late today, and we have done on, in the past to do that. But I do think they Brentford set into that shape where they had basically five at the back, like incredibly yep. well every time, and like you say, doubling up on both Martinelli and Saka. I do think again, Saka had a a quieter game. I do feel a lot more went down the left between Zinny, mm-hmm. Martinelli, Declan than it did down the right between Tomiyasu and Saka.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Um, I think Saka had one chance when I think he almost got one-on-one, one, but he, rather than going at them, he slows down because he always, he likes to cut in on his left foot. So rather than taking it to them, he slowed down, second defender caught up, then he was doubled up on, he tried to cut in. Do you think that's a
0: conscious choice on his part or or something coached into him? Because it certainly feels he's more fearful of one-on-ones or at least going direct to players this season compared to last.
1: Hmm I don't think I think it's a conscious decision if you've got a Ben White overlapping. But there wasn't a Ben White overlapping today, so I don't really know the reasoning behind it. I mean, he likes to play one-twos with Odegaard, so sometimes he'll cut in, play one, then run, then kind of bolt to the byline and look for the return ball um, and get in around the back. But today, he just doesn't see anything really from Pakao today. Um, back off... It, I didn't watch England, did he play? I, I never watched. England. no idea, because who the hell watches England, Chase? <laughs> no one. Well, I know the I result. I know he the result.
0: He's, he's fit, so he's playing,
1: right? But yeah, so... Funny. He's come back the internationals. He's probably played known Southgate 90 minutes plus because it's Southgate and he just seems to play the guy all the time. So, yeah. We can't exactly pot kettle and all that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Talk to me about Odegaard and his performance.
0: Yeah, I mean, Odegaard, for me, with uh, the game, I, I suppose, kind of passing by a little bit, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily think this was Odegaard at, at his worst and at his best at the same time, just middling, I suppose. I, I do feel that he obviously needs to get back to some level of fitness, bearing in mind this is his first game back in, like, five, maybe, including Champions League and stuff, so he, he's been out for a while. Yeah. Um, Certainly, Lats, like you say, when we talk about low blocks, what's needed to get... There's two things that can unlock that for us. It's One of them is Erdegaard. That didn't work today. The second one, and we tried this one significantly more, was set pieces, particularly corners. Well, I know we had done it, but we tried... uh, uh, a real variety of different approaches to our set pieces during this game, whether it was trying to hit the first man over the top, a short corner. We tried every single one, including trying to frustrate them by taking our time on those corners within the first like 15 minutes, which I I was, I was really surprised that we didn't get a card. I assumed it was going to come out significantly. Well, it didn't come out at all. I thought it was going to come out really early because we got told off like three times for it. I thought that was we were going to, but we tried. That was, I think, our or Arteta's solution to the low block yeah. was the set piece because it didn't seem like we were trying anything
1: direct through Erdegaard particularly. I think it's he's just he's going he's gonna to take time to come back. He's uh, rusty. I mean, he, we we said he was rusty before he had the spell on the sidelines. We felt something went right. Then it turns out it's like hip injury. I I, I think it'll just take. Huh?
0: And he had a concussion as well. He got hit in the face oh, with the ball I and it
1: was apparently missed like two games. Yeah, 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 true. Uh, he did. I forgot about that. But yeah, I think it's just he's got to take time to get his groove on. Um, and and that that kind of game was not the game to do it, in my opinion. Mm.
0: Well, I yeah, maybe maybe you're right. But like that's the kind of for me. I know Brentford are they're a pretty good side at home. Um, and they did they they played quite counter on us to be honest. Every time they did get in in Buemo, visa were getting in on the counter-attack and we kind of did let them in on occasion and got rescued um maybe you're right maybe it's not the game for him i would say it would would looking at another player who was in our attack and, and and coming back from an injury although played for brazil um was jesus uh how did you think he fared in like his first game back after a while
1: i mean he had a few kind of chance i think he had four shots in the first half I oh, thought I saw the stats that flashed on the screen. He's creating the most chances, but I don't know if he's trying too hard or like it. Just like, the chances are half chances. Um, for me, he's going to have to shake some rust off as well. Um, but my okay for me, Jesus, maybe he doesn't fit the system anymore. Uh, I've not seen him run at a defense all year and take it to to a team. You, you remember last year, uh, you know, Palace was a perfect example start of the season, where the guy had the ball stuck to his feet and he just used to run, run at defenses, and you'd have Martinelli with the connection on the left hand side of the pitch, and, and 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 I just haven't seen that. Now we know that we've talked about Arteta changing the style of the play and being more clinical, yada yada yada, and I'm just kind of like he's not doing that anymore. So then if he's not doing that, what value is he bringing to the team? Where's, what kind of game is it where we need to play him? Because that didn't feel like the game. And Eddie didn't feel like the game either. This is where we go, oh, we need Ivan Tony, we need a big striker or whatever. But for me, uh, I've never seen that type of Jesus that runs at a team since the injury. I think Arteta wants to play a different way. And I think we may have within with him one season, maybe out of gro- outgrown him, genuinely, a little bit. You know, there was, there was one
0: opportunity it. in that game where he got the ball to feet. He span inside the eighteen yard box and cracked off a shot, and that's probably the first occasion where I've seen him do anything like that yeah. this season, like like you would think a striker would do. You know, so you, I think you're right. I think that's a really good analogy that we probably out, out outgrown him in the system a little bit.
1: I think so. I mean if you actually look at all of the I'd say top 3 teams, well, though well, no, no not top 3. The other top 2 teams in in the league are Bar Arsenal. They've all pivoted towards big kind of tall uh agile strikers. They're not big lumps that can't move. Um but Nunes and, and Haaland are a very athletic tall Strikers, um, you know, we we lump we started lumping loads of crosses in the box, and I'm just like, why are we doing that? Yeah, are corner, have fair I enough. <laughs> well, yeah, all right, we had one, this the only time it's ever ever worked, thank god it did, but um, like, it feels like we've got the missing piece of the jigsaw, and I reckon that comes sooner than we think. I reckon that's coming in January, genuinely think that's coming in January, Tony Ovlahovic.
0: Tony. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I just realized as well, we have, we've got the wrong background on. I'm going to stick that background on. There you go. Look at that. Um, right. I, I suppose enough about maybe some of the, the the poor performances in today's game. The next segment is called Dex Appeal. Thank you very much. I, th- I do feel this is a good one. Um, Declan Rice, for me, once again, he got man of the match and thoroughly deserved. Absolutely incredible yeah. player. What tell me? Just give me like what was the standout bit for you from from Declan Rice's performance in this game?
1: Well, I want to say a really silly word, but effort. It's just the effort that that for me was. Um. He is. There was one point when um, I think we got the ball. I think Ramsey got the ball at the back. He laid it out and he went straight to deck who was then just moving moving through the midfield at pace and for me it was just there isn't the rest of the team was fairly placid and like in a game like that it's very slow and i got i got bored watching it i think have i mentioned that already <laughs> um but for me deck always brings effort and energy and that stood out for me just those few things those are the things that for me that i was just like that means that seems so cliche, but that's what I look for in him at the moment. Like he's just, he's just doing things that the rest of the team aren't doing, earning his money, and sometimes uh, making the rest of the squad look bad. Actually, a little bit at times. So um, trying to like
0: you see it a lot where he's trying to bring
1: us back into the game with those midfield drives.
0: It is yeah. captain like material. It's at times when Odegaard feels invisible. It's at times when Declan Rice feels much more of a a noticeable standout. And even when he's dropping sixes and sevens out of tens in like what you would deem as relatively low performances by other players, it's like he doesn't ever lose the ball. I don't think I've seen him get dispossessed once yet. I really can't think of it. He definitely didn't in this game. Even when you think he's going to, he's, he's got such physical strength and body shape and legs that he can... That's what I'm saying. I, even today's performance, I wouldn't say it was. He got man of the match, and it was a good performance. But it's not like in, it wasn't incredible.
1: Yeah. So when you asked me that question, all right, you know, what was the standout thing for you? I was like, what did he do? And the only thing I could remember was that that element I described, and it was mainly effort. Did he,
0: did he clear it off the line?
1: Oh I don't yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. No, he did in um, when Ramsdale's error in the uh in the first in the
0: first yeah bar. yeah so i mean yeah. he's done that because he did it against was that against city he did he did that against city as well we would not have won that game had he have not done that and for me that's yeah. partly where for, for me you don't really expect this type of players to be there you don't really see Rodri. i mean in, in that kind of position in that kind of predicament and that's yeah. for me is he is just such an important player to us we talked about our spine and i was actually going to quickly While we're praising players, I want to praise Gabriel. We talk a lot about Saliba in defence, but Gabriel is really intelligent. One of the things I really love that he does protects the ball so well. When he's under pressure in our final third, and he's got players around him, he has an uncanny knack to draw fouls. Really good at drawing fouls in that area, making it look like a foul when it certainly isn't.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean.
0: Yeah, he just he's really good at that. So I just want to just call out Gabriel. I do feel cause Saliba gets all of the plaudits and, and well deserved, of course, but Gabriel kind of silently is is doing doing good things. Yeah. Apparently he did really terribly for Brazil.
1: I don't watch obviously much international football, but that's what I'd heard. But as long as he's doing it for the Arsenal, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't care. Did you see the uh there's a picture of like it was a, uh, uh he's the Newcastle center mid Grimeras? It was his birthday. And the Brazilian national team brought a cake out. And everyone's like, (laughs) everyone's like, uh, like really happy. And he's got the cake there. And you should have seen Gabriel's face across the room. And like, there was a tweet or like, I don't know, something like that. a meme is like, Gabriel's still not over in the Newcastle game. (laughs) I mean, I'm not surprised because he's a dick. Um,
0: Right. Enough Um, about Declan Rice. And maybe uh, the hatred (laughs) between Bruno and Gabriel. (laughs) We're going to go on to Waka Waka. Hey, 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 60 million down the drain. Kai Havertz scores again. Well, for the second time. So he does score again. <laughs> no, he scored two now. He scored, he scored, he scored one goal, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I actually got a text uh, at the end of this game saying someone was looking forward to this podcast after all of the Kai Havertz slander that we've dished out over the past 28-plus uh, episodes. Is there anything really... So, yes, he scored the goal, I suppose. There, there's that. Is there anything else from Kai Havertz coming off the bench that you felt is was good was bad anything else in between
1: there's a bit of a tumbleweed going around the back of my office i think <laughs> uh my notes were he scored the end but nice uh nice assist for Nodegaard. <laughs> that's what i had i don't he came off the bench um i think there was a few little bits of energetic sprinting i remember seeing near the corner flags um, but nothing that stood out to me that uh, that blew away an off the, off the cameo kind of performance. Um, but I'm really happy that he was able to beat his marker at the back post and 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 luckily nutmeg the goalkeeper for the goal and and we'll take that. And if he can keep doing that, then then he will eventually prove himself. Um, so exactly what we needed, he needed to do for himself. Exactly what we wanted him to do. We wouldn't have got the win if it wasn't for him doing that. And now he needs to be consistent and and show us that this wasn't a one off. I think he scored for Germany as well, didn't he? Um as yeah. well. And
0: they were saying on commentary he played like left, left back, back and left yeah, wing back. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. But, you know yeah, gone. No, I was gonna say, you know, great. he just needs to, he needs we need consistency. He needs to he needs to just keep turning up now. Then doing, doing doing, that. Sorry, I'm you. to Go on. What were you going to say?
0: No, I, I would say yeah, I agree with you. The one thing that maybe is different um, here, we've seen enough times that ball go into Kai Havertz at the back post and him not commit. And this one was the first time he's really, really I, I mean, it wasn't even a great touch. Let's be honest. Most of his touches are pretty poor. But yeah. that, I do feel that at least he committed this time. We've, we've seen that flashing ball across the front of, front face of goal towards the back post, and if he had a bothered, is probably the word I would use. If he had a tried, he might have got there. At least with this one, he actually put his, himself in the position where he needed to.
1: Well, he's he's very tall, but he doesn't necessarily look overly um, imposing, imposing, strong, like he's going to beat. You know, if you if you if you're tussling that ball you don't always you wouldn't always back him to win the header um and and today he did and then you know I, i've watched the replay to see he managed to break away from that marker at the back post it was a bit of a tussle he won that out that header could have also gone anywhere and luckily mm. it went straight to the keeper but luckily through his legs um so yeah i mean <laughs> get on the weights uh no i'm checking. um he he reminds me a little bit of Giroud, but just maybe not as physical. Sometimes in the air, but I, and I, Giroud I, can uh, finish. So yeah, and that's the that's the problem, right? He's not. I don't see him as that kind of player. Again, this this comes back to the debate we've had on this podcast time and time again. What position is he? What does what does he well, do exactly? It's, it's,
0: it's funny you should mention that because I did see a conversation crop up between. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they were effectively saying part of the reason why he's not that good is because no one knows where to play him, and maybe even himself he doesn't know where he's best to perform. And you can tell already, like we just said, left back, left wing back. For us, he's played at a nine as a left wing, as a left eight. Uh, he hasn't played left back.
1: <laughs> he might. He's, be he's played. Point. He's played in he's played in Odegaard's position as well. Yes, he has.
0: He's played. He's played yeah, as the kind of ten. So he's played at least four different positions for us and and none of them is only the left eight and that's because we all assumed he was going to replace Shaka. that he's probably played in the most. Um, When he came on, I don't really know if that's where he played. I think he did. And I think Tross went out to the left-hand side. Mm. Um, But even so, maybe that's part of it. Maybe because no one... And I would have hoped that Arteta can at least coach or understand where his best position might be. And like his early doors still, right? This is 13 games into a Premier League season. I know we talked in the last one. Sixty-five million is a lot of money to be spending on a player that you don't know what to do with. But maybe we just give it give it more time. I've already said love before. I'm done. Like I'm, it's good. It's good that he scored. It doesn't paper over the cracks that he's still. I think for us a shocking signing.
1: The the interesting the problem here is that he's already played in the Premier League, right? So he should have some form of adjustment. If you'd have brought him straight from Bayer Levergood, then you'd be going, give him time, give him time. So I remember when we bought Robert Perez, I don't know how much we spent for him. Actually, I'm intrigued. In the tens, that I'll look it up while you're talking, Jay. So when we bought him from Marseille, it took him one the first season. You know, he wasn't strong enough, he, he was very ha- Haberts esque. And the second season, he was player of the year. Um and and in, in sometimes there are players with that level of talent and creativity they just take time to embed in a team and a system. That that's the one thing that's standing out with me with him that is making me think, oh, maybe just give him a little bit more time. You know, just you know, he's he's we've seen some good glimpses. Give him a little bit more time. But the problem is he's played in the Premier League before, and so he is well known to fans and other teams and other pundits, and just the hype and everything around it. And He's not going to get any respite, so that's the reason he'll fail at Arsenal. If anything, it'll because, because of that. And actually, that's that's quite timely. I think that moves us on to the next subject, right? Which is uh, what is also a media hype train, which is uh, Mr. Ramsdale who had to play because of Mr. Raya being, I guess. What is was it? It's not cup Tide. so was it low? Yeah, was it low? Low tide? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, go on. You you can you can talk about Aaron's performance. I'll let you kick it off.
0: Where to start? Um, <clears throat> I I took a couple of notes during this game. I the 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 point. So let's let's just go through. There was obviously two pretty catastrophic moments. Uh, there was in the thirteenth minute. I think he got tied up in himself and got tackled, and we we got rescued by a defender on the line. I think that was Deck who, who managed. It. No, it
1: was Deck. It was Deck on the line. Yeah, yeah. So it was Declan Rice
0: who got that one. Um, it was a, it was a mistake waiting to happen. We've already seen it a couple of times in the first. And that was in the thirteenth minute. So there was already a few occasions from there. The second one was a throw that I, I, I honestly can't not understand it. It was like it, it, overarm throw, but he just kind of threw it at the ground. Like an angry child, where you're trying to bounce it as high as you can bounce it. You're like, I was going to say exactly the same thing. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: look how (laughs) high I can bounce it. And then, the point, the real point I want to make on the commentary, they were obviously, and I've had this conversation with you, I've had the conversation with friends, with colleagues, and it's all like, you can't have two goalkeepers. You cannot have two goalkeepers because. One of them has to be the number one, and you you can't have that in other positions. You can in the goalkeeping, you can't. Even on pundits Mm -hmm. and Gary Neville, Carragher, etc. They've all discussed it. I don't agree. I don't necessarily think that's the right thing. Like I still believe a competition in any position is possible and is the right thing to do because competition should breed better players. Bearing in mind, Aaron Ramsdale, he's a professional footballer. He's a professional individual. If he is scared of somebody else to come and take his job, good somebody will, if they're better than him. The point is that he need, he's a professional. He needs to be better. And he completely caved. Every opportunity he's been given, he is absolutely caving to the pressure of this situation. And you cannot blame Mikel Arteta for that. You can only blame Aaron Ramsdale. Because he's a professional here. He is the goalkeeper who needs to perform at the level he's been asked to perform at. And he's not.
1: That's hard, that. I mean, yeah. I know it's hard, you, but so. I, I, I do no, understand well, that
0: it? people are going to call out Arteta for creating the situation, which he has. But at Ramsdale last season, this all stemmed from the fact that we probably lost the league because he passed that ball through the middle to Southampton and put us under pressure in the first minute, actually the first 20 seconds, whatever it was. And I know that a lot of people have seen the clips since that moment of him. I think it was a Budweiser thing where he basically said, oh, you can't expect me to like concentrate on a game of football for 90 minutes or something like this. It was a clip. And then they, they someone's uh, edited it with him looking at the pigeon. You must have seen there's a game where there's a pigeon on his near post. And he keeps on looking at seen. this pigeon. And then we conceded a goal because he was obviously distracted. Anyway, all of that thing and the microcosm at the same time is just causing me to kind of go, I like Aaron Ramsdale, I like you, he's a nice bloke. Um, and he 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 did bring an engagement to the fans, some camaraderie to the fans. He'd always turn around and give it to away fans, and he'd he'd always go to the home fans. We like that about him. He's a nice guy. But I think we've seen enough in the two times where he's had the opportunity to come into our team and, and be better than David Rea. And he hasn't,
1: not even close. To Brentford, one swap deal. Or take Flacken. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> what would take i take Flacken mean, as well. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, that he's gonna have to. And the note I made was time to go. Like I, I, I everything you said, and we I mentioned it many times. I really like Aaron, and um, when he is uh, given time, given given. Time and consistency. He is an amazing goalkeeper. He's a number one goalkeeper for a Premier League side. Arguably should be still England's number one, in my opinion. But um he he's not gonna get in over Raya. after made his decision. That's not uh beat around the bush. He needs to be him for for Ramsdale to be good, to get the best out of our, our Aaron, you have to play him. Simple as that. Uh else you get um a rustiness, a fatigue, mental fatigue in his decision making. And you saw that tonight. And then, you know, it was, it was, I wasn't Say it was a harsh atmosphere for him, but as you still say, he still caved and the atmosphere wasn't particularly nice. Obviously, you know, Ryan's still a Brentford player, technically. Obviously, they, I think Brentford fans accept he was bigger than Brentford in regards to the stature of club he could play for, but they still obviously. He didn't leave in a bad way, so there's are still Raya fans, and they gave Ramsdale plenty of of stick. Um, but you know, he's, a, he's paid to paid to take that. He's, yeah, he's paid to take it anyway. Like that's that's why you that's what you got. That's why you you know I, I know he's a human, and no human should have to take abuse. I don't think he was taking abuse, but he was definitely taking a lot of banter, and um, and, and I guess that's part of the job. Unfortunately, but he just needs to get a fresh start now. Like if he's not going to have a fresh start, about you know unless Raya does by some reason goes back to Brentford and we don't sign him, um, and and gives Ramsdale some clear space to come back in and perform, which I don't see happening, then he just needs to go and get a club. Yeah. You know, Brentford would probably be a very good side for him, mid-table Premier League team. I mean, I mean, let's look at the. Premier League, where's he going? Liverpool City, no, no, they got first choices. United, maybe. That's quite funny. Could go to the United. Um, Tottenham, no, they've got a good goalkeeper out of nowhere, whoever that guy is, wherever he came from, he's pretty good. Uh, Martinez uh, at Villa, uh, no. Popes at Newcastle. So, so where's Chelsea, he going? Who's at Brighton? I don't know, but they won't take Ramsdale. We've probably already got a passing from the back goalkeeper. So, so you're probably looking at Brentford or even Fulham. Up know. There, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, genuinely, I think you're looking. Literally, I think Brentford is the best place for him to go. Um, Let's get so. the swap deal done then. Yeah, get the swap deal done. Get mm. it done.
0: I mean, it is mental to think of the drop-off, though, right? If you were to put us in this situation a year ago, we would never be asking these questions at this point of our season last season, where we were yeah. and the things he was doing and the, the things that he had done. But that you look at this game, there were our, our players crowded around him at the full-time whistle to give him kudos yeah, for, the, for, the, for the clean sheet. It wasn't because of him that we had a clean sheet in this game at all. Jinchenko and Declan Rice and our defense kept us in this game through no fault of his. Like, he tried to to give them goals on many occasions. And that, for me, like, once I can kind of forgive, like, a mistake Ray has done it. You know, that when you're playing risk and reward football, playing from the back, you're going to expect at some occasion it's going to happen. There was one that happened to them. Eddie and Ketty nearly stole from Flecken at one point towards the end. It happens when you play that style of football. This game, it happened four times, I think, with Ramsdale. Unforgivable at this level.
1: It, yeah, he always looks a bit edgy in those situations anyway. And you're always a little bit nervous. And the fan the rival fans are always a little bit on, on his back in those situations. They, can, they know, I think, he, you know, he's got previous. So, yeah, it's done. It's done. Put a fork in him right uh well that kind of
0: wraps up everything i've got a parking lot i did have one one thing i was because there, there was one player that uh we hadn't talked about that i do just briefly want to mention um we talked about jesus and we talked about maybe outgrowing him I, I don't think i've been as i know that you said you wasn't emotionally invested in this game there's a moment where i did get emotionally invested in this game eddie and ketty i picked up the ball and we were three on two or at least uh, I think it was Saka that maybe picked up the ball and we were three on two. And he put three, yeah. Eddie. Eddie. And Eddie. The wrong call. Not, even, not just the wrong call, Jace. <laughs> it wasn't just, it was like, oh, he, he took on a shot and it was a good shot and it was saved. He took on the shot and the shot was awful, abysmal. He literally passed it to Flecken. And I was, I was screaming, screaming, both externally and internally because that's the moment... Where you you when you bring on a player of his nature, and this is like I say, we've we've talked a lot about what Eddie can and cannot do. This is the kind of game where Eddie can do. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, pass that ball. There is an easy goal. And you've just like, it's that decision making at this level just not going to win us trophies. And I, I totally agree with you that we are we need a striker because that at the moment is the is the bit that we're not creating. We're not scoring enough goals. That That is the problem. And that, although our GD is like 17, but that's just because we don't concede. And even when we do concede, it's like one. Yeah, There's always one, as Jason
1: always says. It's always one. Um, Apart from today. <laughs> <laughs> Clean sheet for Ram stuff. Uh, so I, I say, Tony, are you saying Vlahovic? No, saying?
0: I'm only saying Vlahovic because there was a lot of noise over the
1: last couple of weeks of so that. Yeah, that, that was
0: cropping up again. I know it's probably just yeah, agents. We and... We, all know,
1: we and we know his agent. We don't trust his agent because they led us on before.
0: Yeah, so uh, I mean, I don't know, and even that's one thing. If you're going to dump seventy million plus on Ivan Tony, it's just quite
1: a yeah, fear. pretty not.
0: <laughs> it's quite a lot, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, we dumped that on on Kai Havertz, and we're kind of being we're we're celebrating with a with a ironic song that we, we flushed that money down the toilet after a second goal against Brentford. good song. Don't want that, it is a good song. I mean, I can't fault it. But I think that it was really funny that the fact that that song had gone on for about uh, nine weeks and the irony is <laughs> wear off a little bit. It yeah. just wasn't... It, the funny side of it just wasn't kind of there. There was a stench. But yeah, I, Ivan Tony, I think Ivan Tony's like, what else is there? There's not a lot. we uh, we said this well, a lot of times. When um, when when Arsenal were in the market for a, a striker, we always find a bit slim pickings with mm-hmm. options in terms of what would really. We talked incremental gains in the past that could really take take us to that
1: next level. Not a lot. Kylian Mbappe on a free.
0: Oh yeah, if we want to probably carve off another five hundred grand a week on the wage bill somewhere. More <laughs> Crack than that. On. Mate. More <laughs> than that. Yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, but over Antonio Blahavich, I think that's it. One of them's got a. It's got to be one of them, and it probably got to be January.
1: Yeah, I think so. I can't. I can't we can't go over season without it. I don't see. It. I, I
0: do think that looking at uh, party, we we probably need a. We probably need a midfielder.
1: Yeah, we do. We need a midfielder. Um, Are you not going to get by? Yeah, I also think we need a Saka replacement. I keep saying it again and again yeah and again. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying so We're probably going to have to keep our powder a little bit dry.
1: I think. So, which, which is what is the thing we need most in January? I think it's striking.
0: I, the thing is, I do think that all three of those are, are quite of priority. They're kind of yeah, all, but They're not, they're not uh, all to <laughs> Yeah, I know, but coming from an office where everything, everything's important, so nothing's important. Um. This is what happens in business i think we, we've got those three a priority and so I, I i think we maybe don't sign anyone and we keep nah. the powder dry no
1: nah, we've got to sign someone we've got to uh, sign somebody
0: january always does feel to me a very rushed uh a very forced um moment you know we we've we've, we've gone into many a bargain bin in january to get a yossi ben Ayun. uh that i, I certainly don't want... Dennis history. Suarez. Was <laughs> that his name? <laughs> you know, Dennis yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was. Mm. But the lesser-known Suarez. <laughs>
1: uh, or the, the not-known-at-all
0: Suarez. What happened to him?
1: God knows. I mean, he went back to Barcelona and never heard of him again. There you go. Went somewhere in Spain, probably. So He strikes me as a dad No, he's be- uh, social, yeah, better than Dennis Suarez.
0: Mallorca. Mallorca.
1: Mallorca, yeah. Mallorca's yeah. probably... Yeah.
0: All right, I'll tell you what then. We we probably chat enough. Anything from you for the parking lot, Jace?
1: Um, I'm going to Lon's. I've got oh, a ticket. You? Oh nice. Yeah, my friend that has a season ticket um offered me uh it. So I'm going to Laund's. I have been keeping an eye on it
0: and uh, there was one on the exchange in the halfway line in yeah. the uh club level, two hundred and forty six mm. British pounds. Well spent, mate. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> so I'll keep an eye on it. But we are going. Uh, when are we playing Wolves? Is that on Saturday?
1: Uh, whatever the next home game is, I'm pretty sure we've got tickets for it. Yeah, we, of... we're going to the
0: Wolves game. Actually, we're going to two in December. we got Wolves and we've got Brighton. I Brighton,
1: think. yeah.
0: 15th yeah. of December as well. We've got oh, three games so. before Christmas. Nice. Well, you have. I've got two. Yeah. But I'll keep an eye out. I am in London on Wednesday for work. So I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, do it. All right. Um, if you're on YouTube, remember like, subscribe, comment, please. We really appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, usual, five star reviews, otherwise I'm gonna send Jason around with his big muscles uh to sort you out. I don't know what that means. Could mean anything. Nothing sexual. A plate of muscles. A plate, a plate of, of muscles. I've never had a muscle before. Have you? Um, no. Nah. There you go. Never. Someone give us some muscles. That- no, it's out of sea. <laughs> we'll it the sea. Don't want to Leave it in the sea. Leave it in the sea. All right. Uh, thanks very much. We'll see you again in the week when we play Lons.
1: Cool. Cheers, guys.
0: Come on, you.